This podcast is for informational purposes only and should not be interpreted as investment advice. Listeners are encouraged to seek advice from a licensed investment professional before making any investment decisions. Right, you're on your own. Yeah. So what vehicles do you, you get to plan for your future? I'm Maud Leger, and this is the Realtors Conspiracy Podcast, where we crack the code to real estate success. Learn from top realtors, entrepreneurs, and innovators about how to grow your business as we discuss real estate success stories, mindset, processes, motivations, and the key to their success. Check out our podcast episodes every Monday to crack the code to success for your real estate business. We are starting a mini-series helping realtors navigate the benefits of incorporation from financial planning to corporate and employment law. Each week, we will have one of these professionals speak to their particular areas of expertise. This week, we are speaking with Phil Marion and David Wino from Foster & Associates about investment strategies for realtors in today's environment, how to plan, protect, and grow your investment, income, and business, and also how to think outside the usual real estate box that is so familiar. So let's get to my chat with Phil and David. Hi, welcome David and Phil and welcome on the episodes. Tell us how can real estate agents maximize their investments? Uh, uh, thank you Maud, for having us on the show. Um, glad to be here. Uh, it's a pretty broad question that we're happy to dive into. We have um, at Foster and Associates, uh, David and I have experience working with real estate agents specifically and in particular because of the the rule changes to have incorporate and have a personal real estate uh, uh, investment corp. So there are lots of different strategies to consider, but first and foremost, it really starts out with how do agents set up their uh, investments and a guideline for how to do so. And it really starts with a financial planning approach, at least that's how we look to it. Yeah. Um, a lot of the things that an agent has to ask themselves is first, uh, are you spending all of your real estate uh, income? Uh, if you have excess money left over, what are you doing? And if you are investing it, how are you doing it? I know I've come into a lot of agents that focus so much on maximizing their existing business that when it comes to investing sort of outside of it with their retained earnings or the excess income they have, they'll focus on buying a GIC within an RSP just to sort of maximize some tax savings. But there is a lot more that you can do um, in, this, in this investing world. So first and foremost, get a plan in place, look at your cash flow, look at what you have excess and look at how you can start investing. So then really when it comes to investments, where do you even start? And there's a lot of different ways that you can go about it. You can buy individual stocks, you can buy exchange-traded funds, which are a basket of stocks and, and that track a particular market, whether it's the uh, Toronto Stock Exchange, whether it's the S&P 500, uh, you can get into mutual funds. Uh, you can get into all sorts of alternative, which we'll touch upon in much more detail. Um, but that's where you start to review, uh, where do I even begin? And so that is really uh, the start of it. And it goes through, um, once you go through the sort of that financial planning process and establish that, where you're going to invest, the next is how much risk do you want to take it? And so 
that's where David and I come in. And, and really that's, that's the broad pace start of it. How do you maximize it is really reviewing your strategy. So if you're thinking of maximizing for growth, when you do that planning session, you separate it in a little bit of planning, diversification and um, risk. So how do you go into each phase with a client? What's the process there? Well, really it's uh, when you're establishing the risk, it's, it's, it, how much time, what, what's your investment time horizon? Is it going to be five years? Is it going to be 10? Is it going to be 20 plus? That's the hard part with, especially when dealing with the stock market is that it's very easy to take too much risk. Um, there's one thing that you can do. You can look at if you're buying sort of bank stock, whether it's CIBC or TD, and they've got a long track record. They pay out a good uh, dividend distribution. Uh, they're considered pretty safe in terms of a, risk perspective. And if you want to get into more of the growth side of things, you look at the tech side. And I'm not talking about sort of the Apples and the Amazons of the world. It's more of the uh, uh, emerging companies that come up that you can get exposure to. So we kind of assess how much risk do you want to take and what's the sort of target return to get there? And when you look at um, what historically the indexes have returned, uh, you can kind of gauge from there. So that's what we'll assess first is looking at the risk, determine what investments are suitable for that risk to take and, and go there. Um, one, of the, one of the things I, that we like to incorporate within that metric is not, it's not just all stocks. Um, I, there are a lot of different alternative investments that you can use, whether it is real estate lending funds, real estate equity funds, even music royalties, that's something that we've gotten into. And, and those type of investments, what their main goal is, to provide an investment return that's pretty steady and has a low correlation to the overall markets. So uh, for example, if the TSX, um, Toronto Stock Exchange is up 20% one year and down 20% the next, you're not going to participate in that type of volatility. You might have a return profile of anywhere from eight to 10%, you try and have that consistently year over year. So when you couple those type of investments with long-term growth plans, you can minimize the volatility and enhance the returns of income. So that's kind of how we try and structure it. Yeah. Um, just just uh, touching upon a lot, obviously being in real estate, a lot of agents, and, it, and it's not just real estate agents. It's if you're, if you're a tech entrepreneur, you find all of your outside investments happen, they gravitate towards technology companies. It's what you know and feel comfortable with. It's similar with real focus on, hey, I, I know real estate well, I know my market well, I'm going to buy investment properties. I'm gonna buy a lot of different uh, type of real estate holdings. And then you just become very concentrated, obviously in one particular sector. Uh, is that, has that worked out well? Yes, of course it has. Will it continue to work out well in the future? And if you're disciplined with managing, uh, we'd recommend, getting a diversified approach uh, to hit your targets going forward. Yeah, totally. I think that's, you hit the mark there perfectly. Real estate agents know real estate, so they buy properties to an, as an investment. But then you're thinking, think outside the box, like where else can you go, tech, royalty, music, whatever it is that you can help them identify. Because sometimes if they're not familiar or knowing about it, then they won't take that risk. But with you two as, planning and advisors then you can help them really well, the plan really the plan really helps with that like once you once you put it down on paper and really look at, okay 
I, I'm going to start saving X amount or I've got, um, I've got this amount of money right now saved. If I'm going to contribute X amount per month or per year, um, and I'm going to try and target a return of X percent, where is my money going to be? And once you illustrate that, and then you show sort of the return profiles of some of the investments, you show how you can get there. So it's really, it, 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 it inspires a lot of confidence. And it also, um, it, it creates awareness and recognition when there's market opportunities. I mean, currently the market's under a lot of volatility and things are going down. The questions you should be asking are not, well, am I going to lose all my money? It's, it's how do I take advantage of this? And so when you get into that approach from the planning side of things, it makes it very easy to add. And uh, you're, you're not using emotions for decision making. Yeah, that's and I think both of those points, whether it's professionals gravitating to investing in what they're comfortable with or having a plan to sort of guide how a portfolio is structured, a, a big part of what we do is, is understand how our clients define risk because it's, it's actually a very personal thing. And uh, for some people, it could be a risk that their investment loses value and goes to zero if it's a startup company for for other people if they're saving let's say for a new home like for for the first home and they've got a down payment is the risk then that their their investment has gone down and they won't have the money and then a, another risk is if if you're in something illiquid uh which which real estate often is um, same sort of thing, like there's a risk that you're not going to be able to access your money when you want it or when you need it. So get, getting a, a, a really thorough understanding of our clients' situation, why they're investing is, uh, is an integral part of the process as well. Yeah, very true. A lot of real estate agents, they have money coming in and coming out, like fluctuation in their uh, revenue for sure. How do you help them identify how much they can save if they don't know? Well, it's really going to be a, you have to look at uh, the consistency of earnings would be one thing. I mean, it's, it's, it's obviously lump sum payments. And sometimes you can get frequent payments. You could be collecting a lot of commissions from a reconstruction sale, right? But you made three years ago, who knows? Um, it's really, but you know, for an established real estate agent, they would have a good idea of how much they're making each year. Point, um, you really do more of an annual assessment if it's gonna be lump sum payment. So if one year is gonna be better than the next, they we're not gonna get on a sort of a monthly uh, contribution. Totally. You wanna sort of say, okay, we've got this much to invest. I know I'm not gonna have to touch this. And then can I, how much can I add afterwards? Um, that's something to assess after sort of a year. So uh, we deal with quite a few scenarios like that where people have very variable income and 100% and commission income. And that's typically the case. Uh, you have to go by just year by year and, and look at your excess money. Yeah, I think working with you too, because you specialize with realtors, it would truly help versus a lot of times I hear realtors who say I, I can't invest because my income is so fluctuating uh, that I can't do a monthly. But if you have solutions and conversations with them, you can totally help them. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs>
Let's talk about taxes and uh, incorporation for realtors. Uh, it's pretty new-ish on the market the last couple of years that we've been talking more and more about ways for realtors to incorporate. Uh, what are the benefits for agents that you would mention? Well, first and foremost, Zane, it's, it's, if you are an agent making um, consistently making a good amount of money, I mean, it makes a lot of sense to incorporate the first 500000 that you earn is, is taxed substantially less than yeah. what you would if it was outside of a court. Um, you have opportunities for setting up healthcare spending accounts. You have opportunities to put family members as, uh, on, the, on the corporation. It really is a great vehicle for um, for planning. It's a lot of real estate agents have been in a situation where they are um, independent contractors, right? They're not employees. You're not you know, participating typically in group pension plans or anything like that. You're on your own. Yeah. So, what vehicles do you do you get to plan for your future? And this is one. So, um, if you are consistently going to be making a good amount of money and not spending or needing to take all of your real estate income, the corporation is a huge benefit going forward. True, true. You've been creating some sort of a team or program for realtors to help them incorporate. Who else or what are the other steps other than investment and financial advice there? Um, yeah, so we we work with a few different professionals and it's it's kind of the obvious ones. You, you would need a corporate lawyer to help you with, with setting up the corp. Uh, you would need an accountant. Um, we, we've even referred business to um, an employment lawyer because as, as an agent grows their business, they, they might be employing um, a, a junior agent or um, someone in, in an administrative function. Um, and uh, yeah, some somebody with uh, with group benefits experience as well, because as Phil mentioned, there's there's, there's some big savings from um, um, corporate benefits, health savings accounts, those kinds of things. So uh, it's it's a, a long list of of professionals, and and we all add value in our unique areas of expertise. Yeah, it's obviously extremely important to work with a good accountant as well. It's just for whatever you want to pay. I mean, aside from what we would recommend, how you would invest excess money within a prec that we manage, uh, there's lots of different things you can do. I mean, I've seen a lot of agents already placing investment properties within their prec. It's just how do you do that properly? Uh, so that's just one piece of advice is make sure you have a good accountant. Um, it means everything. I mean, just even one little thing uh, over time, initially it might not come up uh, right away, but over time, these the prec investing accounts are subject to the passive income rule. So if you start generating passive income of north of fifty thousand annually, you'll start to reduce your small business deduction tax rate. So that is you have to be very mindful of that as as you grow the value of the prec and how you invest it. Um, we have various strategies in terms of how to reduce the uh, taxes on investments and how they are structured mm -hmm. so it's just important to be very aware of that yeah that's a really good point like sometimes you'd want to invest but you're getting taxed on those investments so having again good financial planners advisors helping you make a plan work your plan and do you work with just established agents or new agents as well like is there a minimum or maximum 
No, there's no minimum. And uh, there are scenarios where with real estate agents where initially it doesn't make sense for them to incorporate, whether they are just sort of starting the business and, and trying to build up their own, uh, their own business. Mm-hmm. They're going to need a bit of time and uh, to get some consistent income going. And it's a similar approach. It's, it's outside, but it starts with the financial plan. And uh, how, does it, how are you going to build wealth uh, for yourself? A lot of the times it's, it's initially, real estate is such a great way of initially building wealth due to the fact that you can utilize leverage very well. Um, and so how do you kind of maximize that along with additional investments? I've, I've, I've seen that with some of the best agents that we've worked with over time. They have a great focus on their own business uh, using services like yours in terms of maximizing their social media presence, how to uh, maximize their, their, their listings and, and how to get good lead generation. They're very good at that. But you know what else they do is they take it a step further and go outside of the business and start with and go with the plan. And how do I maximize everything outside of that? And that includes exploring realms outside of real estate. Yeah, I love it. That's great. Great advice to think of. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't think that's really exclusive to, to agents. It's it's yeah. common with all the the entrepreneurs and, and small business owners that we work with. It's that they 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 focus exclusively on on their business and just be uh, they're they're more comfortable in investing in in things that they know um, and so that's that's where we come in and um, kind of show them the, the the biases they might be subject to and and some alternative options that um, they might otherwise not be aware of. Yeah. I love it. That's great. That's awesome. So where do we find you both? Where do we send real estate agents who want to grow their business? Probably the easiest way would just be to, to read up about the firm and, and fill in myself on, on our website. It's www.fostergroup.ca and our, our contact information is on there as well. And Phil and I are always available, whether it's phone, email, text, virtual meetings, in-person meetings. We, we pride ourselves on, on client service and we're, we're always ready to help. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thanks for joining. Subscribe to our podcast, Realtors Conspiracy, today. And tune in next week as we continue this mini-series on the benefits of incorporation for realtors.